Welcome to our special Tuesday episode on the Dream Planning Podcast. This episode is for all my Christian entrepreneurs out there. I'm going to be answering the question, where do I start when it comes to planning my dream business? Where should I spend my time? What should I focus on? What should I invest in? It's so important when we're getting started to know where we should be focusing because there's a hundred different things we could be doing and then nothing gets done. So I'm going to be sharing what I think is a critical, three different critical areas to focus on when you're getting started. So this episode is for you if either you have a dream to start a business or maybe you've already started it, but you want to kind of go back, recalibrate, reset, double check that you feel really good about your business foundation. So that is what today's episode is all about. And fun fact, in the month of May, every Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a business related podcast episode. I'm going to be answering questions that comes from dreamers inside of the our free Facebook group, the Christian Dreamer um, it's called the Christian Dreamer Community over on Facebook, so you can jump into that. But I've gotten a ton of questions in there um, on business-related topics, so I'm going to be answering those throughout the month of May. Go ahead and jump into that Facebook group if you're not a part of it yet. And I just want to also remind you, or let you know if you didn't know, uh, if you have a dream to start a business, or maybe you already have one, and you really want to make it powerful, you want to take it to the next level, you want to grow it, you want to legitimize it, legalize it, make sure it is um, just following biblical principles and truly set up for success, I do have a course for you. It's called the Faith-Filled Business Blueprint. I have shared all of my key business teachings into that course. And you can jump into that over at thedreamerinyou.com. And I do have a code for you for all my podcast listeners. The code is podcast15, and that gets you 15% off that course today. So go check it out at thedreamerinyou.com and use that code podcast15 at checkout to get 15% off. So let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, let's get into it. Hopefully you have your journal ready, you've got your pen ready, you are going to take some notes today. This is going to be some really good information to help you get started on your dream business or just kind of recalibrate your focus on the business you already have. These are the three key things you need to focus on when starting your business. Now before I share number one, I want you I want to share something else with you really quick. I think often the biggest thing that we underestimate is ourselves. I think it's very easy for you to underestimate the power that you have in your own brain, the creativity you have in your heart, and also the Holy Spirit within you. One of the things that's been the most powerful for me in my business that I've learned over the years is how to harness the power of thinking time which is where I just sit down with questions 
and I think, and I give myself the opportunity to marinate on questions and to come up with solutions and creative ideas. I've been doing this for years now, and let me tell you, there is no magic pill to you having these authentic moments with yourself where you're able to sit down, look at a question, and problem solve, and come up with ideas. That is where you're going to be able to truly create an authentic business that reflects you versus copying and pasting what someone else has done or someone else maybe you know oh I want to make a course let me just copy paste what someone else did oh I want to make a planner let me copy paste what someone else did I want you to create something that's so authentically you because a you're going to enjoy it more b it's actually going to be successful if it's what you're called to do so in order for you to create something out of a place of authenticity, you need to sit with yourself and authentically write out your thoughts, your dreams, your ideas. And that comes from reflection. It comes from really important thinking time where we sit down with questions. I think that thinking time is the most revolutionary tool for your business and for your life. That's why the planner has so many questions and seasonal refreshes and the canvas in the front because I want you to sit down with these questions, not just in your business, but in your life. So that is just a little tangent. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. I'm going to give you three areas to have thinking time. And then after we get off this podcast episode, or let's call it a little mini coaching call we're having here, you're going to sit down and sit with these questions. So hopefully you have your journal ready. You can write them down. And then literally, I want you to get a timer, go find a beautiful place to go sit down. It's spring. Hopefully you can just wipe the pollen off the table outside and just go sit down and answer these questions. Okay. Good? All right, let's get started. Number one, this is going to be pretty obvious, but that's okay. The number one area you need to focus in, start with, is dun, 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 your product. Your product. So, right, number one, product. Now, here's some thinking time questions you need to sit with in order to have a successful business and a successful product. Number one, what problem? does your product solve? If you do not know what problem your product solves, it's going to be really hard to articulate the value proposition you have to give your customer. What is the problem your product solves? Or if you have a service-based business or you're wanting to start a coaching business, what problem are you solving for that customer? This all boils down to your why. Not your why personally as like the owner of the business, but like the why of your product. When you are explaining what you do or explaining your product or your service, you really have to focus on the why. It's not about the how or the what, it's the why. That is where we start. Why should anybody care about this? What problem does your product solve? Now, I have a bunch of different products at Horatio Printing. And for example, my faith-filled business blueprint product that I just told you about earlier in this episode, that helps people solve the problem of how do I make my business legit? You know, like how do I take my side hustle that I've been, you know, people have been paying me on Venmo or maybe I kind of built a little website, but I don't really know what I'm doing yet. How do I take that business and make it a legitimate business built on biblical principles? That is the problem I solve. That's the pain point of setting up your legal, setting up your accounting, creating your marketing cadence, you know, communication channels, your messaging, your branding, your website. 
That is what that product solves. Very different than my planner. My planner solves the problem of I need to get my life together. <laughs> my life's a mess. That's the that's the problem I had when I created it. My life was a complete mess. I had dreams that were collecting dust and I wanted to get to work. I knew there was more for me. That is the problem that the planner solves for people. Okay, so what problem does your product solve? You need to sit down with that question. It might solve a hundred different problems. It's okay. Just let it free write. Don't judge yourself so much when you're sitting down to have this thinking time. Another key thing, uh, number two, when it comes to product, the question to ask is, who is this for? AKA, who has this problem? And honestly, though, what problem your product solves and who it's for, it doesn't really matter which question you answer first. Some people will teach you to answer, you know, who is this product for? Get your avatar clear before you know, you build your product. That's fine. But let's say you've already come up with a great product, like you make cupcakes or something. Okay, well, that's a great, what, what does that solve? Um, it makes events better. It is sweet, delicious. It solves, you know, hunger. It elevates an event. Okay, let's just keep going with this, this cupcake idea. Well, who is it for? Who has this problem? Who are your cupcakes for? Write that down. You could you could answer the problem or the who. It doesn't really matter which, how you spin it, but you need to answer both questions, okay? Who is this product or service for? Who has this problem that you just listed out? Who has that problem? For me with the planners, everyone kind of has that problem. I think women are more um, in tune with their need for a planner, but my husband uses our planner uh, a lot. So I think men also have the problem, but women are a little easier to market to, in my opinion. Um, so who is, who is this product for? Who has the problem that you solve? Those are your first two critical points to answer about your product. If you don't have clarity on that, it's going to be really hard to create a, not just create a business, but sustain a business and also have a clear marketing strategy. Your marketing strategy communication needs to be centered around the problem you solve and who it's for. Okay, number three on number one. So we had the question, what, what problem does this prob product solved? Who is it for? And number three is price. When it comes to product, pricing is really important. What price can you get this product made for? That's where I usually start when I come to making a product like, okay, I want to build this Bible study. What should I price this Bible study at? You do some reverse engineering based off of how much you purchase the product for. So for example, let's say you want to sell t-shirts. Okay, great. That's awesome. If you buy the t-shirts full stop at let's say $5, let's make it easy. <laughs> I'm not good at math in my head. So let's make this one an easy one. So if you buy the t-shirt for $5, typically the retail price is going to be 4x of what you buy it. So let's go with, okay, so that's 20 bucks, right? You'd sell it at 20 bucks and that would be a 15% profit on what you purchased that product for. Now, other people will say to do 5x because there's other sunk costs that you'll have when you make that product. And when I say $5, there's a lot that goes into that price, right? It's like, okay, if you're creating the t-shirt and then that company has to then ship the t-shirt to you so you can ship it to the customer, all of that needs to be baked into that $5. 
And if it's not, then, okay, maybe it's actually my, my t-shirts cost me $7. Okay. Seven times four, which I'm not going to do over the podcast because I said before, I'm not good at math in my head. Okay. So let's say seven times five. Okay. Well maybe seven times anywhere between seven times four and seven times five would be a good retail price for that t-shirt based on the true cost of goods sold that you purchased it for. Now, if you have a service-based business, what do I price it at? Well, what is the solution that you are providing worth to your customer? What is that solution worth to them? And pricing can change. You know, pricing is subjective when it comes to a service model. But you want to think about all the time you invest in the program you're creating, all the time you're putting into it as well. And that goes for product and service-based businesses. And I go into this in depth when it comes inside of the Faithful Business Blueprint. So if you want more on this topic, I do have an entire module on pricing and profit and all of that. But it is important for us to sit down and think about our price and truly get a true cost of goods sold so that you can create a proper retail. Okay, so let's jump to number two. So we've gone through product. That's the first thing we sit with when we're wanting to start a business we focus on. And number two is investment. Investment. Where do I invest? There's two major investments you have to sit with when you're starting a business. Number one is your startup costs. And number two is time investment. Those are two critical pieces to starting a business. And it's important because you have to count the cost when you're taking on this big dream. And there will be things you don't know. They'll, you know, surprise you, especially if you're trying to do this on your own. Um, but there's startup costs and your time investment. So let's go with the first one, startup costs. My advice here for you to make the most of your time is to create a Google Sheet and list out all of your startup costs. So you're going to start researching how much it costs to create whatever you're creating. Um, and this will help you truly get a good sense on how long is it going to take me to turn a profit on my investment. It's also going to help you with pricing like, okay, well, actually, all of these costs go into my product. So like, for example, maybe you have to pay a designer to design it, your product prior to it being created, right? So you're making those t shirts, you've got to pay your designer to do the logo that goes on the t-shirt, well, that should go into the price of how much it costs to make that t-shirt. So instead of $5, now it's, you know, it was $7 including shipping. Well, now it's $8 including the design fee, right? So now your t-shirt costs you $8 to make, eight times four, you know, we should sell it for $32, eight times five, whatever. So create that Google sheet of your startup costs. I have one of these inside of the Faithful Business Blueprint for all my students where I go through all of the potential expenses that you can expect the first time you're starting your business. For example, you're going to pay for a website platform, an email platform. You're going to hopefully get a Google email. You don't have to, but I recommend getting a Google email. Not just, you know, mybusiness at gmail.com, but actually like hi at mybusiness.com. Um, whatever the product prototype is going to cost you because you're going to get a sample created if you have a product-based business. Um, how much 
is your first run of inventory going to create you? Whether you're printing or creating 100 things or 200 things, 500 things, what is that first inventory investment going to look like? If you're service-based, you don't have to worry about that, which is really nice about the service-based business. Um, design assistance. Here's just I'm just throwing out a couple things that you might have on your startup sheet. Um, creating your LLC or your DBA, which is your legal uh, formation. If you're in New York, you're going to need a article of publication, which is why I do not recommend people starting businesses in New York City. Um, design software, photography, the list goes on and on. So you need to list out what your potential startup costs will be. Some startup costs will be monthly, like a little you know fee each month. Maybe your website costs $9 a month. Um, and then some are going to be a one-time investment. I do recommend investing in your education as you're getting started because there's so many ways you can lose money. For example, I was just mentioning the articles of publication. When I started Horatio Printing, I started it in New York City. I didn't know that everybody, nobody really does that. <laughs> like, and one thing about starting a business in New York City is you have to pay like an extra thousand dollars on top of other fees that New York just adds to it. But you have to pay to... Um, have your uh, business like published inside these random newspapers and publications. So it's like, oh, this one's $500 and this one's $300. And the next thing you know, you've paid all this money. And it's like no other state or city makes you do this that I know of. Anyway, so there's just, it's good to have somebody kind of helping you along at the, in this startup journey because there's definitely pitfalls of wasted money. And once you form yourself as a legal entity, companies will start to send you letters of all these things you need to pay money to. And a lot of them are scams. So it is nice to kind of have a little um, helper uh, helping you out in terms of discerning what is legit. But <clears throat> your investment of your startup costs is a good thing to look at. And it's also really helpful, like let's say you have a family member that's like, you know what, I'm going to help you invest in your inventory. It's good to have all of this listed out so they can support you or, you know, you can share with them how much this is going to cost. Um, or even if it's just you on your own, like you need to know how much you need to save up. Maybe you need to save up, you know, $100 a month. And after a few months, you're going to be able to pay for your inventory in full. I'm a big fan of not creating any sort of debt, which is what I teach over and over and over in the Faithful Business Blueprint course, how to start up your business without a bunch of debt. So that's the first one when it comes to investment, counting the cost. Now, second is your time investment. You really need to start investing at least one to three hours per week in your business of focus time. In my early days starting Horatio Printing, I would really work on Saturdays. That was like my Horatio day. I would show up to work. I would have, I had a little desk in my uh, New York apartment and that was my Horatio day. And I remember so, for so long being like, I cannot wait until my Saturday is my Monday. And I remember that first Monday after a year and a half of having Horatio printing as a side hustle, that first Monday where I sat down and this was my job getting to do Horatio printing I just cried. It was like, it happened. Like we're here. This is amazing. So it's not like an overnight thing. I don't claim to teach people, you know, how to 
turn their business into an overnight success. It can, but I think um, when you do things with God, like sometimes, often, slow growth is much healthier growth. So you need to be carving out one to three hours to really invest in your business. I was doing, like I said, Saturdays and a few nights a week. I was on a hyper fast track when I started my business to get it done. So I, from the time I had the idea to the business was launched was three months. I was on a super fast track. I also planned my wedding in three months. So like, I'm just kind of a seasonal gal, I guess, but I'm a big fan of like, just getting it done. I don't want to sit and like plan a wedding for a whole year. That sounded horrible. I feel like there's just so many ways you could like add more and do more and we got to add more and like, oh, well we have time. Like let's plan this and let's plan that. Like I feel like that would just kind of take away from the point was just like to get married. (laughs) You know, like when you're starting a business, like it doesn't have to all be done in that first launch. Like you just start it and then you grow the business, right? You have decades to grow your business into the dream business that you want it to be. It's just about getting started. Same thing with a website or anything. It's like just build the first iteration um, and get that done. And you can always add more and add the blog and add all the things. Um, Anyways, that's kind of a tangent, but I like to power through and get it done so that it is done because then it's done. Okay. That's it. That's a word. So number two is your investment, your startup costs and your time investment. So when it comes to your time investment, you need to make sure that is planned in your week. If you need to create a, you know, a schedule or an appointment on your digital calendar of this is my business time and let people see that, let people know it, make sure you honor it and other people honor that boundary as well. Number three, the third thing you need to focus on when it comes to planning and starting your dream business is your name. You need to pick a name. That's really important. That's something I see people get tripped on all the time. I don't know what to name it. I'm stuck on the name. I'm stuck on the name. And I kind of just want to share like the name isn't everything. It's important, but it's it's really not everything. Um, I have the most random name for my business, Horatio Printing. It's like, what is that? And it doesn't really matter. Like what I kind of realized, like when you're starting a business with God, it's not really about the name of the business when it comes to, is it going to be successful or not? You can have the most successful, great name and the business does nothing. It's not about the name. It's about the value you're putting out there, the solution you have, the way you educate people, the way you speak to their pain points, the way you serve with excellence, the way you show up in your business, the way you invest in your business. The name isn't going to ride or die, if that makes sense. And it needs to be, my advice on picking a name is it needs to be general enough to really grow with your vision. So I didn't name my business like the planner company, right? Because I knew I I was making a planner. I was excited about that. But at the same time, like I wanted it to grow. Like one day I wanted, I thought I was like, man, I'm going to make t-shirts and I want to make this, that, and the other. And I I didn't want to just be stuck and pigeonholed into one specific product. So I wanted it to grow. When you're thinking about, well, what should I name it? What should I name it? I I wouldn't focus on the product as much as the solution and problem you're solving. So what's the way that you're going to help people? What's the problem you're solving? What's the bigger vision of your business? That's really a great place to kind of sit and have thinking time and write a whole bunch of stuff down to help you come up with your name. 
You could also use your name. Your name is unique. It's probably beautiful. You know, think about just using your name. That's a great place to start. For me, I started Horatio Printing. I was living on Horatio Street. I was literally, me and my roommate Cameron were just kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall because I was in such a fast track to start the business. It was like, we got to have a name. We got to have a name because I got to get this thing printed. Like they need a a name uh, so I can get my Instagram handle, my website. And we looked up the word Horatio and it meant timekeeper. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like it. And also it's unique enough to where if you type in Horatio, there's not a whole bunch out there on the internet. You know, there's not a bunch of other companies named Horatio. So yeah, I was like, works for me. <laughs> and that was kind of it. It just kind of stuck. So that is the three areas I would highly recommend you focus on. Number one, your product, sitting down, having thinking time, answering those questions. Number two, your investment. You want to count the cost. You want to know what you are investing in so you can start saving up, being smart, and investing your time into your business. Number three, pick your name. That's a good place to get started, okay? After that, after you've done those three things, next you're going to want to build a business model. Build a V1 of your business plan. Create your beautiful brand. You'll create a beautiful website. Have a little email sequence that goes with that website to welcome people into your community. And you'll want to build out a strong communication strategy, and then ultimately launch your business. So if that is something that you want and you want my launch strategy, my unfiltered advice on what communication strategy should look like and a monthly call with me to help you on your entrepreneurial journey and get lifetime access to my course, I highly recommend the Faith-Filled Business Blueprint. It has all of that. Remember, I have a code for you today, podcast one five for 15% off. So that is for you. I hope it blesses you. And if you liked this episode and it helped you at all, please leave a quick review in the little review section on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye guys.